everyone, and welcome to a special edition of Cliss's Mic Drop. This one uh, is special. It's not going to be Broncos related. Instead, we're going to go back 27 years ago today, April 9th, 1993, the very first home baseball uh, major league game in Denver uh, for the Colorado Rockies after a 30 35-year wait, Major League Baseball finally came to Denver. And Eric Young, in the very first at bat, everyone remembers it. There were two parts to the story that day on April 9th, 1993. Two parts of the story. One, there were 80,227 fans there. 80227. That was a Major League opening day record and also a National League uh, uh, record for a regular season game of any type. There were three games that drew uh, bigger crowds in the American League. Uh, L.A. back in the L.A. Coliseum had a, I think, something around a hundred thousand once. But uh, no one's ever before uh, or since in the National League or on Opening Day uh, broke the Bron- uh, the the Rockies' record of eighty thousand two hundred and twenty-seven. Um, what was interesting is uh, the, the uh, Mile High Stadium only sat 74,000. That was the capacity. And, in fact, I think the second biggest crowd overall was like 73,000. But on this day, 80,227, the Rockies wanted to break the record, so they put in temporary bleachers, temporary seats. They put seats in the aisles. I think they broke about 18 fire codes in the city of Denver to get 80,227 in the stadium. And then the other part of the story, the very first, you you can't make it up. You you know, uh, if if you wrote a movie, everyone would say it was too fake. But the very first uh, Rockies batter, Eric Young, hit a home run on a 3-2 pitch. And yesterday, I had the chance to talk to EY. And you're going to hear that interview I had uh, with Eric Young. We just went back over that moment. I was there in the press box. I was covering the Colorado Rockies for the Colorado Springs Gazette Telegraph at the time. It was called the Gazette Telegraph, not just the Gazette. Um, I started uh, uh, covering the Rockies in August of 1990. That's when the six county uh, Denver area taxpayers approved a 0.1% tax increase to build what is now Coors Field. Coors Field, the expansion teams were to start in 1993. Coors Field construction was not going to be ready until 1995. So they had two years in the temporary stadium that was mile high. That's where the Broncos played. So uh, it was, uh, it, it, Mile High Stadium was uh, uh, an aging venue. Uh, the, the sod, the Rockies always had problems uh, with the sod, as the uh, Broncos did uh, with the cutout baseball diamond during those uh, two years. Uh, more years than that because uh, AAA Zephyrs played at Mile High. But uh, we're talking to EY, and EY says to this day people still come up to him and talk to him about that home run. People tell him that he was there. Uh, probably more than 80,227 told him that he was there. That place shook. I mean, I was in the, I was in a press box. It was a cramped, way overcrowded. We were elbow to elbow. 
uh, uh, typing in there, and I thought for sure that press box was going down with all the stomping, the, the jumping up and down, the just the noise of the place. It shook the whole building. I'll never forget that. Probably, I, I've been part of a lot of great moments as a, as a sports writer in the area. Um, I wasn't there when the Broncos uh, beat the Raiders in the AFC Championship game in 1977 for the Broncos to go to the first Super Bowl. That was the height of Bronco mania. Uh, that was a magic moment for, uh, from, uh, you know, some of the historians, sports historians uh, that are still with us today. Uh, I was there for the uh, Tebow to Demarius Thomas playoff. Uh, that shook the, the whole city was shaken uh, on that one in that overtime, 80-yard uh, overtime playoff upset against the Steelers. That was at uh, uh, the the Broncos' current uh, football facility, which, uh, boy, uh, what, are they, what are they calling it right now? The, it was uh, Broncos Stadium. Empower Field at Mile High is what they call it now. Sorry about that, Empower uh, people. And then... Uh, I wasn't there when the Avalanche uh, won a couple Stanley Cups. Uh, I wasn't there in October for the Rockies in 2007. I had already moved to the uh, to the Broncos beat, but I've been part of some big ones. And the moment, as far as a singular moment, I don't know how you beat the EY home run. And uh, we re reviewed that home run. It was off of Kent Bottenfield of the Montreal Expos. 3-2 pitch, um, fastball, belt high. Bottenfield later that year became a Rocky. Uh, it went over the uh, left fielder's head for the Expos, who was John Vanderball, John Vanderwall, who uh, turned out to be uh, an extraordinary pinch hitter uh, and a part-time outfielder and first baseman for the Rockies uh, a couple years later. Uh, Larry Walker was in right field for the Expos that day. Uh, Mike Lansing was at second base for the Expos that day. What a what a, a, a marvelous time that was. If you remember these, all these Rocky players, um, they were uh, absolutely floored, shocked uh, by the, the enthusiasm that Denver had for baseball there in 93, 94, 95, 96. Um, they, they came together in an expansion draft, okay? So they, they didn't come to Denver in, during the expansion draft. The first time they came together as a team was in Tucson, and uh, I, they had uh, so many players, I think over 60 players, um, that they wore name tags, and they all came from different teams. They didn't know each other. No one knew each other. Um, they, a lot of them came from the minor leagues. Very few had uh, major league experience, maybe a year or two. Bob Gebhardt, the general manager, wanted ascending players for his expansion team. Uh, they came together in uh, spring training. Don Baylor was the manager, perfect manager for the Rockies. He brought a lot of strength, quiet strength, and um, he just had a, a strong presence about him that commanded respect. And uh, he told these guys, you're not going to believe it. He had a press conference that blew him away when he was name manager. And uh, just the enthusiasm for Denver. And, and it really uh, be... The reason why there was so much enthusiasm when they first started off is because Denver had wanted a major league team for 30, 35 years, going back to the old Continental League when the Continental League was spurned by Major League Baseball. Um, they, uh, they had many other owners 
the Oakland A's were going to move their franchise at one point to Denver. That fell through. So uh, the region was hungry um, for baseball. It finally came, 30 years of anticipation, uh, uh, pent-up uh, joy, all came out spewing out when EY hit that home run. So let's, uh, let's go to EY in the conversation that I had with him uh, yesterday about the, that home run he hit April 9th. 1993. Yeah. 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 Moving up and down, and yeah, you were the like stadium, the whole stadium was shaking. It was unbelievable. Like, yeah, yeah. it was just like it was just like really. I felt like I was running on air. Like, I mean, I felt like I was floating, going around the bases. I didn't really feel touching second base, first, second, third yeah. base in home plate. I didn't, I didn't feel it. It was like unbelievable. My body got numb. Uh, yeah, and, and and you know what? The funny part, I didn't realize. The magnitude of that home run and what it meant. Yeah. So not I, only our team to jump start it, I was thinking offensive. That's all I was thinking about it. But good. to just people in that region. Oh man. It, it just it was bigger than just Colorado and, and Denver right there. It's oh. bigger than that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So so and I didn't realize that when it happened. You know, I went back and read some of the stuff. Um Pre-game, you were playing catch with your seven-year-old son, E.Y. Jr. Yep. Um, your mom and dad were there. Yep. And uh, now Royster got hung up in New York for some reason. Um, he had a family thing. And, uh-huh. and Zimmer was the third base coach that shook your hand, or did Royster make it back in time? No, it was Zimmer. I got a picture with Zimmer. Okay. Uh-huh. Gotcha. It was the pitch was a high fastball? Uh, high fastball, three two, about about waist high. Okay. About waist high because I was crossed over. Okay, gotcha. And, uh, gotcha. I, I got up under it enough to, to to lift it out there to uh, what what was the depth out there? Two seventy uh, three hundred. It was three eighty. It was over the three eighty sign. Three. Oh my God. Yeah. Three eighty one then. Yeah, well, I remember, <laughs> I remember seeing the ball, and I and it was our it was the first time I saw a ball in Denver, and it the altitude did carry that thing a little bit. Oh yeah, absolutely. I would yeah. not put no. I yeah. would not discount that. Yeah, I, I, I always said I, I I truly felt yeah the way that crowd roared. Yeah, when I hit it, because everybody pretty much jumped to their feet. Yep. Yep. And when that loud roar, that just pushed that ball because I thought he was going to catch it on the warning track. Yeah. The way he was going after that first, and then I said, oh, my God, he's still running. He's still running. <laughs> and and I, I think when I got halfway to second base, I realized, oh, my God, I got a whole run. Like, that's when I realized. Yeah. It was Vanderwall. Vanderwall. Yeah. My man Vanderwall. Yeah. <laughs> and Daddy couldn't leave. He couldn't jump. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it wound up clearing by pretty good, you know. It wound up clearing because yeah. it was a pretty tall fence. Uh, yeah. 
But uh, in the the other story of that game, it was your homer, uh, and then you and then you you trounced them. But um, I think Charlie Hayes followed a couple batters later and hit another home run or something. Yes, yes. Yeah. Nobody talks about that. He always tells me that. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody talks about that. I said, I can't remember. Time, time is everything. Yeah. Well, it's like, who, who was the second man on the moon, you know? Yeah, that, it, I don't know. <laughs> really? The other thing, the other story was 80,227. The, it never happened again in, in Major League Baseball history. Yeah, yeah. It never it, happened again. And, and, and I think, it, to me, it felt like, and of course I don't have a exact count, but it felt like it was 50,000 for BP. Yeah, That's yeah. how much that place, that area was rocking. Yeah. That day from 9 o'clock, I think I came to the ballpark at 9 o'clock. Yeah. It, it was packed yeah. already in the parking lot. And, and, and I knew, I said, this is going to be special. This is unbelievable. yeah. yeah. How did you, um, has it amazed you, you just referred to it earlier, has it amazed you that it is uh, one of the most uh, iconic, singular moments in uh, sports history? I mean, I think the Denver historians say when they beat the Ra Broncos beat the Raiders in 77 to go to the Super Bowl, uh -huh. you're, you're Homer, um, uh, when Tebow hit Demarius Thomas uh, in overtime for a playoff a game, win, we had an overtime playoff game against the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. and you, you know, T and Tebow was uh, uh, such a, uh, a polarizing and, and popular uh, figure, uh, mm -hmm. and the, the whole city, the whole city shook then. But I think for a singular moment, for all those who are at all of them, nothing beats that that those. 15 seconds when uh, that ball went to left field. I mean, how much how much has that – and you had a heck of a career outside of that one, but that has been your uh, signature moment? That that was, to me, uh, when, when I think about other things that I've, I've achieved in the game, when I stole the six bags, you know, Batting good in the playoffs, uh, mm -hmm. other big hits throughout my career. Uh, that one right there was a signature one for many people. Yeah, my individual stuff was for me, and that's why it means more to me. Mm -hmm. As we we say, the signature is because it affected so many other people, and how so many other people have cherished it, remembered it, uh, and held close to. That moment, uh, I think the best thing for me throughout my career was having people throughout my career, whether it was the second year, third year, fourth year, or the seventh or tenth year, I was there. I remember when I was there with the famous <laughs> line. I was going to say, there are 80,227 people there. Uh, have 80,227 people come up to you and said that? <laughs> uh, you know what? With, and some. Add some more to it that was not there. That was watching it on TV. Yeah. <laughs> they felt like they were there. Yeah. I mean, think about it. They yeah. had classrooms. They had a game on in classrooms, what I found out over yeah. the years. Yeah. Everybody stopped working something. They, they want to watch that opening game. Uh, that's how important. Bringing, that, bringing the Rockies to, to, to Colorado, bringing a team, the major league team there. Like, that's when I found out about the region. The 
Nebraska and Utah and all, you know, all around there. Mm-hmm. The Rocky Mountains. That's when I found out, oh, it wasn't just Colorado. Right. It wasn't just Denver. You see what I'm saying? Yep. That's when I knew it was bigger than that. And I and, and I said, wow. I lived in the process of we was in the TV watching the game. These kids in the school, they remember it. <laughs> now they're grown, of course, but yeah. they said, oh, my God. That yeah. was the best moment. I said, oh, this is what we've been waiting for. Yeah. Something to hold on to for the rest of our lives, and no matter what has gone on in Colorado history, especially with the Rockies. Yeah, that we... will forever live in everybody's mind, and they would they have told their kids. Who have told their kids? Yeah, you he know, was the one that had the first one. You see what I'm saying? So yep. This is, is going to be an ongoing story to the day I die. Welcome back to a special edition of Chris's Mic Drop. Again, uh, thank you, uh, Eric Young, for that conversation I had with him yesterday. What an extraordinary uh, individual. EY, by the way, is now a first base coach for the Atlanta Braves. You might remember he was a uh, coach for Walt Weiss for a couple years with the Rockies. Didn't work out with uh, Jeff Breidich, the uh, Rockies general manager. Uh, But EY still uh, coaching. Uh, I think he's got at least eight years of major league coaching experience. Wants to be a, ma- a manager someday. It'd be great if EY came back uh, maybe for the 30th anniversary of his home run as a Rockies manager. You know, I, I really like Bud Black, but three years from now, uh, that'd be a heck of a long run for Bud Black. But EY, uh, <coughs> excuse me, EY came from the Los Angeles Dodgers in the expansion draft. And, uh, you know, he shook hands around uh, third base with Don Zimmer, uh, the, the, the uh, Baylor's bench coach. Jerry Royster was supposed to be the third base coach. He had a family issue, couldn't get back to the home opener in time uh, after he was stuck in New York where the uh, uh, Rockies opened up their, uh, their franchise with uh, losing two games at Shea Stadium against the New York Mets. I remember game one. Uh, Doc Gooden shut him out. I think it was 3-0 in that very first game. The Rockies might have had two hits. EY had one of them, by the way. So uh, the Rockies come back 0-2. That didn't matter. Um, you know, they, they opened up with the New York Mets. Uh, those those were the first two games officially. Those two games mattered to the uh, uh, standings. But to Colorado baseball fans, all that mattered was baseball on April 9th. Uh, 1993, the very first home game in Denver. EY hits the homer. The Rockies go on and win that game 11-4. Bryn Smith pitched seven shutout innings. Uh, He was the veteran, uh, and he really pitched like an ace that day. Uh, Unfortunately for Bryn Smith, he got caught up in the Don Baylor uh, go-go-go rocks movement. He had everybody stealing. Uh, Baylor was new to managing, and he liked to put on a uh, play uh, just about every time there was someone on base, Bryn Smith, who was aging, um, she, uh, 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 Bryn uh, blew out his hamstring, and he really never was the same after he blew out the hamstring. I think he was two and three, and uh, before he was released uh, 
from the Rockies during that 1993 season, but he had seven shutout innings. Uh, the Rockies, I believe, were up 11-0 in that game. Steve Reed, who turned out to be one of the best relief pitchers in Rockies history, didn't quite have it that day. He gave up four runs, uh, but uh, still the Rockies routed the Expos 11-4. Um, to give you an idea that year, there were 80,227. That is still an opening day record for the major leagues and a National League record. But the, uh, the Rockies also played before nine other crowds of at least 70,000. They played 18 games before crowds of at least 60,000 and 36 more games uh, before crowds of 50,000. So that's, uh, uh, six, uh, that's 63 out of 81 home dates that the Rockies drew at least 50,000 to their games, which, you know, th those type of attendance records, uh, they did set the attendance record that year. I believe it was 4,483,000 and change, uh, uh, which is a single-season record that will never be broken in part because ballparks, all the newer ballparks that have been built uh, since the early 90s, uh, most of them uh, don't even seat 50,000 anymore. Coors Field barely seats uh, 50,000. Jerry McMorris is supposed to only seat 43,800. But after uh, they were drawing uh, regular crowds of 70,000, uh, both in 93 and 94, McMorris expanded the uh, seating at Coors Field added another 6,000 plus seats. But uh, what a moment for EY. It goes down in history. Uh, EY didn't, as he said in that interview, he didn't quite understand it. He didn't understand how pent up the, uh, uh, the emotions were for baseball here in the Denver area. And, and, and he just released it all in one shot. What a, what a great time it was. Uh, 27 years ago today, uh, EY hits the homer and the uh, Rockies are born in Denver. Uh, believe it or not, 27 years later, the Rockies still haven't won a National League West division title. They've never won a division title. Uh, they did get to the playoffs as a wild card in 95. That was a magical time. Uh, they got to the playoffs in 2007 when they had that uh, incredible Rocktober run. I think it was 21 out of 22 won 21 out of 22 games to get to the World Series. Then they had to wait a week before playing their first World Series game, and they got swept by the Red Sox. Um, and then in 2009, they made the playoffs again uh, as a wild card. They made it uh, a couple years there, play-in game. Um, I think it was uh, 17 and 18, and now it looks like they're struggling again with their pitching. So uh, hopefully the Rockies uh, can get back there somehow, some way into the playoffs. Just tough. Uh, no one knew the challenges at the time of just uh, how much different baseball would be at altitude, especially when they went to Coors Field where there seemed to be that vacuum to right center uh, where the ball really carries. But uh, again, 27 years ago today, Eric, Eric Young with that home run that went down in history. Hope you enjoyed the interview. We'll come back uh, with you again next week on uh, uh, Cliss's mic drop as we uh, go through the Broncos 
2020 draft, and we look ahead to that and what John Elway, Matt Russell, Vic Fangio are going to do with their 10 picks. Five in the first 95. They have number 15 in the first round, number 46 in the second round, and then three picks uh, in uh, number 77, 83, and 95 in the third round. So tune in again next week, and I hope you enjoyed this week's uh, edition of Kliss's Mic Drop as we look back to 27 years ago today, Eric Young's uh, historical home run in the very first uh, for, uh, game, the very first Rockies batter, uh, in the um, uh, for the Colorado Rockies franchise. Thank you for listening, everyone.